The perfect combination of versatile athleisure and training apparel has arrived. Thanks to the visionary minds of New Balance, Clutch Athletics, and Rich Paul, the designs reflect the heart of the athlete and the spirit of the community. With rising defensive stars Will Anderson and Chase Young on the roster, Clutch Athletics brings the best innovative gear to all athletes, giving them style and performance on and off the field. Learn more and purchase Clutch Athletics at NewBalance.com. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Pick 6 Podcast. It's me, Ryan Wilson, joined by John Breach. Will Brinson is predictably off because it's Friday. He doesn't work on Friday. The last time, Breach, I saw you was last Friday on HQ when I hosted. How'd I do? Uh, and you made some Friday jokes on Friday. Did you get that Friday joke, by the way? I felt like uh, I had yeah, to qualify. Yeah, I got it. I'm not a kid. I'm older than 18. Anybody older than 18 gets a Friday joke. You know, I think Brinson didn't show up. Because he didn't want to show his face on the podcast after all the Titan slander he dropped. What last was the Titan night. slander? I didn't pay attention to any. I've been off the last four days. Oh, I, so I, I missed all the. I know that it. the uh, Chargers crushed their their uh, social media draft content. What was the Titan stuff that? Well, broke? first he ranked his favorite games on schedule. Titans didn't make the list. Okay, fine, right? Yeah, that's okay. Then he ranks his favorite Sunday night games. No Titans games. And then he ranks, then he starts talking about the best teams in the AFC, leaves off the Titans, who were the number one seed last year. I mean, they're at least in the conversation. And then, and then he mm. was ranking the, this is where it got ugly. He was ranking the Thursday night games for the year. I don't know if you've seen the Thursday night schedule. The Titans play both the Packers and the Cowboys. They're the only team that is on Thursday night twice, besides the Cowboys, I believe. And uh, would you say the Titans, Packers, and Titans, Cowboys are both pretty big games? Yeah. What if Malik Wills is playing in one of those games? Didn't make Brinson's cut for top. So did you call him out or did the social media folks? Call I him? called him out and then someone called him out on Twitter. And then, so I think Brin, Brinson is flying to Nashville right now to apologize to everyone. All right. Well, best of luck to him. So this is a Friday show. It's a summertime. So we'll do a little mailbag. Maybe we'll talk a little schedule. Um, Debo is, is off on vacation. Perhaps he's on the plane with Brinson to Nashville, so not as here. <laughs> but I saw that uh, Debo had a question for you, Breach. I don't know if you saw the question, or, but you seem like someone who would have this stuff uh, handy and ready to pull the trigger on. NFL schedule, fun facts, anything quirky. You've been working as you were just bragging. You worked a 16-hour day on Thursday, schedule release day. What, uh, what stood out to you other <laughs> the fact that Brinson hates the Titans? Uh, well, they put me on the spot last night and asked me if I had quirks yet. I did not because I just finished working 16 straight hours and I have mm. time to find quirks. Um, but I promised to have some today. I noticed that they didn't put any on the rundown for Wilson. So you don't even get to be in part of this conversation. Is that what's going on here? Or you can rate the quirks. That's what we can quirks. do. All right. We've got 11. We'll go through them quickly. You're quirky. Ready? So can you top the breach quirkiness scale? Go. Let's go. Number one, Chicago Bears. Will not be playing a road game in the month of December. Zero road games. They have three home games. They have a bye. That is it. They did not leave Chicago in December. How do you feel about that? Well, it's funny you say that because let's take a quick look at their schedule and let's determine what their record's going to be. In those uh, three games? By No, by Thanksgiving. Like, what, <laughs> what are they, they going to be in the playoff hunt? Oh, my gosh. I just opened up the Bears' schedule on their website, and it's impossible to read. It's like, it's like a, a 2012 Bleach Report where you have to scroll through it. Uh, let's find. Here we go. Thank you. Okay, here we go. So we'll go through these quickly, Breach, because we don't have all day. Okay. 49ers is where they open at home, San Francisco. We don't know who the quarterback's going to be in San Francisco. Are they going to win that game? 
Uh, it's in Chicago, and I would think the 49ers are going to be favored. I'd probably pick the 49ers, but I'm not going to really – if it's Trey Lance, I at least give the Bears a chance. But well, I would pick the 49ers. All right, you're picking the 49ers. All right, next week they're at Lambeau. Loss. <laughs> uh, the next week they host the Texans. They can win that. Then they're at the Giants. They can win that. At Minnesota. Uh, probably take the Vikings, but it's winnable. If you're watching on YouTube, you can see the schedule that Nada just pulled up. So they're going to be three and two after that Vikings game. Holy Moses! Well, let's give them a loss. So they're two and three. Okay. Well, it's up to you. It's your day. All right. Whatever. Commandos are next uh, at home. Win. win three and three. Then they're at the the Mac the Mac Joneses. Well, I think they're going to lose. Okay. And this game here coming up is the day before Halloween. Halloween Eve, as you call it. They're at the Jerry Dome to face the Cowboys. I'll say it's a loss. Feels about right. Then they host the Dolphins. Uh loss. What's the record at now? Nine They're games. Three and six. Heading three into three and no, let's give let's give them that Vikings game. Let's make them four and five. Four and five heading four into five. a home game against the Detroit Lions. Win. Oh my gosh, they're five and five with two games to go before their home stretch. So they're at Atlanta. Win. Six and five. And then they're at the Jets. Win. Oh my God, they're seven and five coming into this home stretch. Oh my God, you didn't mention the part that they have a bye as a part of this home stretch. Oh, and all three of those home games are against teams that made the playoffs last year. Okay, so they're seven and five, and then they have to play the Packers, who so they've already lost two. You gonna give them another loss? Well, they fly home from that game on November 27th, and then yep. they just get to stay at home the entire month of December. Including the bye. That's right. Yeah, I probably give them a loss there. Okay, they're seven and six, and they get a week off. So they're gonna have two weeks to prepare for the for the Eagles, Debo's Eagles. Loss. Doesn't matter. Seven to seven, and the Bills game. I, I mean, unless Loss. the Bills have clinched, like you like to say, <laughs> that early, yeah, right? So they go from seven and five to seven and eight. And let's finish this out real quick. Two more games at Detroit. I, I'd say they win one of those last two and go eight and nine. Eight and nine. Did they make the playoffs? No. Okay. All right. Well, that's a fun fact. I, that's pretty quirky on the quirky scale. We won't do everyone. We won't take spend ten minutes on each one. But I just wanted to see, given that they had those uh, that that home stretch, including a buy in December, they come in there seven to five. They feel pretty good about that, but they have to feel terrible about the teams they're playing if the the results are as you predict. And then they tank at home. Uh, yeah. The first time since nineteen sixty four, the Bears will play the month of December without a road game. God, who looked at that fun fact? Is that a uh, uh, CBS uh, Research fun fact? That was from uh, Larry Mayer. Oh, yeah. I don't know where he works. We'll he, assume writes, he, he writes for the Bears website. I was going to say, let's assume he works for CBS Research because that was been a fun day. <laughs> What's your next quirky? Next season? quirky, the Chiefs. They will be opening the season against eight straight opponents who all finished 500 or better, above 500 last season. That is the... Longest streak of such games to start a season in NFL history. Okay, we won't go through each game, but let's. How much do you put in strength of schedule given the fact that there's so much turnover from one season to the next for every team? But this is there, you know, like the Packers are good. At, there's teams that are good every year. And so, but we miss know, on six teams every year that are end up being terrible that we think. Well, that's good. because people try to outthink themselves. You know, like, yeah, there's turnover. The Bengals went from a horrible basement team to a Super Bowl team in one year. That happens. But I think for the most part, teams are pretty consistent. They don't have a huge turnaround from year to year. And I think that part gets overblown a little bit. I mean, uh, on paper, this schedule seems brutal. 
And, and did you? Well, no, no. You said let's not go through the games. Let's just go through the games real quick. And we how will. Much... And I want, we will. I want to ask you quickly. Have you done your strength of schedule travel thing yet? I've, no, just the regular strength of schedule. Okay. Um, where do the, the the Chiefs rank on the strength of schedule? They're high up there. Okay. In terms of having a tough schedule to face, they're in the top five. All right. Here have, we go. I have the number in front of me. They are tied for fifth at Arizona. No, 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 no. We're not going to do wins or losses. We're changing it to my style for this one. Oh, it's your style. Uh, well, because you were talking about strength of schedule uh, doesn't necessarily mean anything because there's I so much turnover. Ask, just ask. So I am going to ask you: Do you think the teams they're playing will be better or worse? Oh, okay. I see, Arizona. What was their record last year? Uh, I think. <laughs> I think 10, they might, they're going to be worse. I think they're going to be worse. Eleven and six. Even though uh, they're going to be without uh, De- DeAndre Hopkins, but even though Cliff Kingsbury and, and Kyler Murray are great in the first half of the season, I think that's going to affect them. So they're going to be worse. How many games did Chargers win? Nine and eight. Did they miss? They missed the playoffs, right? They missed the playoffs. They're going to be better. Better. Oh, they're such Colts, nine and eight. They're going to be better. Buccaneers. They, they have to be better. The Bucs are going to be worse. I think the Bucs are going to lose more than they win. I'm, I'm going out on that limb. 13 and four. I mean, I feel like they have to be worse. But wait, you mean they're going to have a losing record? Yeah. What? I think so. I, wow. I you know what? You know what it is? I'm at the Will Ferrell point of the conversation with Tom Brady. I am over him. I've seen too much of him. He's everywhere. What? He's starting he's starting to get on my nerves. Oh my God. This is a bold prediction. And right I say here. that as someone who's a Steelers fan and Tom Brady used to kick their ass every every two weeks, it felt like when he was back in New England. Has it been like your life has been living a Friday the thirteenth, a horror movie on Friday? It's Friday the thirteenth, and oh Willis is making these Absurdly bold that. predictions, my I God. I realized it was Friday the 13th. Uh, uh, Vegas is going to be better, even though okay. they were really good last year. The Bills, uh, they'll maintain. Okay. And San Francisco is going to... How many games did they win last year? Uh, Ten. Oh, yeah, they're going to be worse. And then the Titans. Um, I think the t- Titans will maintain because of that division. All maybe, right. Maybe so, ten. of those eight teams where people are going straight the schedule, you think two will be worse, two will maintain... And four will be better, which screams the straight to schedule would be about what you would expect it to be. Yeah, but it's just anecdotally me guessing. Well, um, I mean, everything's totally guessing at this point. All right. Of those eight games, how many do the Chiefs win? Six. <laughs> so it doesn't matter is what you're saying. I thought you were going to say like four or five. Well, no, that's the thing. When you look at strength of schedule, like Patrick, if you have Patrick Mahomes, you're going to win. Like it doesn't matter what your strength of schedule is if you have the best team. Straight the schedule is better metric to use when you're trying to figure out how like a middling team is going to do. If you have a team that's on the cusp of being good and they're playing an impossible schedule, then I'm not going to predict them to be good. I'm going to pull the most Wilson thing ever. What was your strength of schedule going into last year for the Chiefs? And the only reason I asked that because the first eight games last year, the Chiefs were four and four, and we were all worried about them. Me more than you two, I think. You and Brinson. I was that's true. I was legit concerned and. Brinson kept saying they're going to be fine. They're going to be fine. I think because he probably bet a lot of money in the Chiefs before the season. But whatever the reason, it turned out that they were fine. But I was like, eh, I don't know. Patrick Mahomes looks sloppy. Yada yada yada. Bada bing, bada boom. They were four and four, then five and four. And, and their they- losses were to teams that people thought were going to make the playoffs, like the Ravens, the Chargers, the Bills, the Titans. Yep. yep. It's so, not like they had any ugly losses. So you it's like they were out there losing to the Jets. Like you think they're better this year against tough opponents to start the season, even though they've lost Tyree Kill. I just think they're going to be out to prove that they can play without Tyree Kill. And I think Andy Reid, it's going to challenge him. Maybe he hasn't felt challenged. Getting a little complacent. Now you feel challenged. Now you're back. Did you find uh, last year's strength of schedule for the Chiefs? Oh, I, was I supposed to be looking? Yeah, that's why I asked you a question. I don't just ask rhetorical questions unless I say this is a rhetorical question. Don't do anything. This year you I said thought, I thought you were going to have the number in front of you. Uh, the Chiefs' strength of schedule. Well, you wrote the story. 
in 2021, Wilson was tied for 11th. Oh, so this year it's going to be tougher, and you think tougher. they're going to do better. Yes. Okay. Cool. All right, what's the next quirky-ism? The next quirk, the Jets and the Ravens. We'll start with the Jets. The Jets open their season with the first four games are against every team in the AFC North. They run the AFC North gauntlet hmm. in the first four weeks. They had never done that before, or they had not done that since at least the 1970 AFL-NFL merger. And then we also have the Ravens on the flip side will be running the AFC East gauntlet. Uh, they play all four teams in the AFC East in the first four weeks of the season. And they had never done that before, but they've only existed since 1996. Oh yeah, there we go. Yeah. This is, I'm saying yeah, because they play the Steelers as the, the finale, that four game stretch. And the Steelers have historically been terrible against terrible Jets teams. Maybe the best news for the Steelers is that they have such zero expectations and the Jets might actually be good this year. They have a chance to win that game. It's in Pittsburgh. We'll see. And the yeah. Ravens do the AFC, AFC East or NFC East? Uh, AFC East. AFC East. Hmm. All right, who wins more games? This feels like a layup. This is too easy. Um, I mean, it's not yeah. the Ravens. The Ravens are in trouble. Right. It has to be the Ravens. I mean, the Ravens could conceivably go uh, undefeated. You have the Jets, <laughs> Dolphins, the Patriots, in those four games. In, right. in that yeah. No, that's right. East. Like, worst case, worst case, and that's with John Harbaugh playing quarterback is two and two. That's what it feels like. All right, next quirkyism. Next quirk, the Commanders. We'll play the Giants in back-to-back games. Uh, we had not seen it, it. It has only happened one other time in the past 30 years where a team played back-to-back games against was that their last opponent, season? And it was last season with the Browns and the Ravens. But there, it wasn't, was there a buy in between there? Yes. Yeah. Okay. And there is a buy in between there this year. Oh, okay. And it was only for the Browns. The Ravens had to play the Steelers sandwiched in there. Okay. So that's Sunday, December 4th, bye week, December 11th, and Sunday, December 17th. Right. So that's one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, thirteen games. So without looking at the schedule, what's the Giants record there and what is the commandos record there oh, heading into I, I mean twelve games each. At twelve games, one's five and seven, the other's four and eight. <laughs> okay. So neither's making the playoffs is what you're saying. But I mean, if if the commanders are the five and seven team and they sweep the Giants. Now they're seven and seven. And it should be noted that when the Ravens and Browns played last year, uh, the Browns split the games playing the Ravens. So let's assume seven and seven for the football team after they sweep the Giants. And they're at San Fran, Cleveland, and Dallas. By that point, Deshaun Watson presumably will be uns- unsuspended. They're going one and two at best in that stretch. Yeah. So they're winning eight games and, and no playoffs. N- well, you never know that in that conference. But yeah, that feels that way. All right. What's next? What do we got here? Uh, just these ones aren't as important. Just that the uh, Buccaneers, Colts, and Patriots are the only three teams that have to play their first two games on the road. So not many teams that do that. And then conversely, at the end of the season, uh, we have seven teams that have to play two straight road games to close the year. And the most notable part of that is two of those teams, the Vikings and Panthers, have to close the year by playing two straight divisional games on the road. Oh. So that's, you never want to have two divisional games on the road to close. They the probably did that. The NFL, the the chronology doesn't add up. I'm going to assume it does. They did that just to, to screw Mike Zimmer. Just make sure Mike, or make sure Kirk Cousins doesn't get in the playoffs. Or Kirk Cousins. He's still there. That's even a better one. Yeah. Um, all right. Those are nice. I'll give you one that you didn't bring up curiously. Well, I'm not done. Oh, I thought you said you were done. What else do you have? 
the Houston Texans are facing three teams that will be coming off a bye this year. That is the most in the NFL. And that's notable because that means three teams are getting extra rest. And when you put in the perspective, there are seven teams that will play zero teams coming off a bye. So the Texans got the short end of the stick there. Interesting. The AFC West has 19 primetime games. That is the second most ever given to a division. How many? 18? 19. 19. Do you have the games in front of you? I do not have the games in front of me. Um, I'm just going to guess, and then you you can follow up. You can do the research on this. But the record is uh, 20 primetime games, and that was set by the NFC East in 2015. Let's and see. then we have um, Thursday Hold night. On. Hold on before what, you get to, I'm trying to I'm trying to think the AFC West. So, oh, so every single team is going to be featured in a primetime game. Every single team will be featured multiple times in a primetime game. It'll yes. be led by the Chiefs. And I don't know who's second. I would imagine the Broncos might be second. Well, I mean, you can only get five max. So the Broncos would be tied with the Chiefs. Yeah, but you still have Justin Herbert. You still have Josh McDaniels. And Chargers Derek probably Carr. got five also. Yeah, but I mean, you have Devontae Adams, Josh McDaniels, Derek Carr. I mean, yeah, the Raiders probably got a bunch too. Everybody got a bunch. Man. Whole division. Uh, how many did the AFC South get? Yeah, I don't know. Titans do got two, and that was it. That wasn't a quirk. All right. What else? The AFC South being bad is not a quirk. That's just bad football. Um, Thursday night football. This is Amazon's first year of exclusively having the Thursday night package. This is Al Michaels, Al Michaels and Kirk Herbstreet. Is that correct? And Herbstreet. Yep. They right. will get to call games involving 29 of the league's 32 teams three teams did not get invited onto amazon's first let me guess thursday night package um yeah yes jaguars wrong wow you know the guess the texans wrong Jeez, are these bad football teams that didn't get invited i mean you can try again well your your strategy of guessing bad football teams isn't working so you better the jets um, wrong. I, I thought you were. I thought you were going to definitely get get it with the first guess. You guessed the right species of mascot, just not uh, the correct. Bengals. No, of course the Bengals are on Thursday. They're a cat. Uh, the Jags are playing the Jets. That's how they got on, and the Eagles are playing the Texans in Week Nine. That's how the Texans got on. What are the three teams that didn't get invited? The three teams are the Giants, the Vikings, and the Lions. Oh, the Lions, the other cat. But I thought you would guess the Lions. And all three of those teams will be getting a Thursday game because they all play on Thanksgiving. And then one other thing about the Lions, they are the only team in the NFL this year that did not get a primetime game. I think I didn't think of the Lions because I think the Lions are going to be good this year. By good, I mean six six or seven. Better than the Buccaneers good? Better than the Buccaneers. Okay, I can't wait till we do bowl predictions. Is that it or you got another one? Uh, That's about it. We can close out there. You still didn't mention the most important one. The Steelers for the eighth straight year opening on the road, this time in Cincinnati. Oh, yeah, I should have noted that. Would you rather lose to Kenny Pickett or Mitchell Trubisky? Uh, Mitchell Trubisky. I think so, because if Kenny Pickett wins as a rookie making his first start, that could portend terrible things for both organizations. Uh, Well, for your organization and then uh, good things for the Steelers. Yeah. What if Kenny Pickett's better than Joe Burrow? That's what I got to convince myself uh, over the next two months. Very sad for the Bengals and for the AFC North. <laughs> and quite improbable. Robert Half Research indicates nine out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. If you have open roles, chances are you're feeling this too. That's why you need Robert Half. 
Our specialized recruiting professionals engage with our proprietary AI to connect businesses of all sizes with highly skilled talent in finance and accounting, technology, marketing and creative, legal, and administrative and customer support. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. All right, and let's get to the old mailbag. Mailbag! <clears throat> there it is. For our buddy Dominic. Great podcast. Love the Brady Quinn episodes as well. That's the Super Friends with Brinson. I think you should have, probably should have said Super Friends first, but here we are. All right, Dominic, he says, love the show, guys. Uh, as I bug you in chat almost every day. First question, is Baby Breach taller than Papa Breach yet? Annabelle is not, wait, she is two. Two and change, right? Yes. She's almost, she's getting there. She's getting she's there. She's up to my chin. I don't think she's taller than you, but you, as I understand it, we're the same size shoe. Second she's, question. She's two foot four and I'm two foot six. <laughs> if if each of you could only go to one concert for the rest of your life, who would it be? I'm laughing because I'm guessing Britney Spears for you, but it could be wrong. I feel like we talked about, oh, I think it was the uh, only. Bring take, one album to an island? Yeah. I don't even remember what I said. It's probably going to be the same answer. You said, what did you say? Hootie and the Blowfish. All right, Hootie. Is that the same for your only concert? I'll or Hootie. Hootie. I need it because, like, you know, it might seem fun to get a younger, crazier band or some crazy, but if it's the rest of your life, you don't want to be 80, you know, trying to be in this mosh pit. What uh, we, Dominic didn't didn't specify, so we'll, we need to fill in the gaps here. How often are you going to this one concert a year? I think... Once a month? It has to be once a week. <laughs> oh, my God. What a commitment. Once a week. All right. You're going with Hootie. Uh, <laughs> Nada, you're around? What Fritz are you gonna, going with Fish? I want to know where Nada's going once a week for his concert. Only one concert for the rest of my life. Uh, I, I want to know if, if this is, like, dead or alive because, like, if the artist is dead. Well, if they're dead, dead it has to be Prince. a cover band. It's, <laughs> it's got to be right. – it would be Prince, but um, – so you're going to a Prince cover band once a week for two Probably. hours? Probably. That's not terrible. Okay, cover band too. You want to you go to Hootie and Blowfish cover band breach or you want to go with the OGs? No, the OGs. Why would I go to a cover band when the OGs are alive? Another wrinkle. It's once a week, but it's Tuesday morning at 6 a.m. From 6 to 8 every Tuesday morning. For the oh, this is perfect then. Hootie's great morning music. <laughs> Pep up music. Uh, I think I was going to go with, like, I think I'm going to go with this Tribe Called Quest. Uh, they'll have to have someone fill in for Five Dog, R.I.P. Um, but I think that's where I'm going. That's chill enough where you can listen to it in the morning and still go to work and be productive. But I'm yeah, with you. Cool. Like you can't get like I don't even know like the the what the young folks listen to these days. But uh, you can't get the crazy music and then and then eight, you know sixty years from now try to still have to go to that concert. Yeah, that's I'll, the thing. You, you got to keep in mind what down the road it's going to look like. Hootie, Prince cover band, and Tribe. That's not a bad lineup. I go see all three of those guys. Like the next Lollapalooza. <laughs> Lollapaloozers. Uh, and finally, if the NFL made 
Uh, name, image, likeness, part of free agency. Obviously, Dallas would be successful. What other teams would have the best luck? Um, name, image, likeness. The Cowboys. Well, it's sort of like free agency anyway. And so there's a salary cap. So are we saying there's no salary cap? What are we saying? Uh, I mean, that's what it sounds like. It sounds like the name, image, and likeness deal becomes, you know, like a company can come in and say, hey, man, you know, if you're trying to sign with uh, the Patriots, Dunkin' Donuts can step up to the plate and say, hey, we want to sign you to a name, image, and likeness deal if you sign with the Patriots. So that's just outside the salary cap. You have extra money. So I think obviously the answers are Cowboys, Packers, Steelers. Um, I mean, you have some Raiders, big, big companies. Yeah, but those are the the biggest names. Raiders, Cowboys, Packers, Steelers. I think they're bigger than the Patriots. I wouldn't include the Giants and the Jets in terms of because they're not good, although it's the biggest market. But like New York City and Los Angeles are automatically going to be you'll make a ton of money. Yeah, but are you making more money there? Or are you making more money playing in Green Bay? Uh, if you're Devontae Adams or maybe that's I mean, if the team's good. Yeah. I mean, like, for instance, uh, in Cincinnati, have you ever heard of P&G? I'm sure you've heard of P&G. The bank? No, it's uh, they make, oh, like, the Procter & Gamble. Or Proc- Kroger. Let's go Kroger. Kroger's, no, I know P&G because one of our Kroger's friends. Kroger is the biggest grocery store in the world, so let's use them. Kroger yeah, is based in – no, I was trying to think of another one. P&G is Procter & Gamble, correct? Yes, I should have okay. called it. Us, if you're from Cincinnati, it's just my bad. Go ahead, Kroger, whichever one you want. Go ahead. So let's use Kroger's, it's the largest grocery store in the world. They are based in Cincinnati. And so if you can do the name, image, and likeness thing, Kroger could theoretically go to a player, look, we'll sign you to a five year, $80 million deal on top of whatever the Bengals are giving you. And so if you have bigger companies that maybe sponsor the team or are connected, that maybe they see business go up when the team's successful. For whatever reason, they may be willing to sign these players to bigger deals. So in that sense, I do feel like teams that have based in cities that have bigger companies that could throw around money like that. So that could be uh, you're saying it could balance, be a balance of power as opposed to an impact. Or as the question says, maybe David Tepper starts this little front company that's, you know, that he fronts money through because he's got 18 billion dollars and uh, uses that to sign players. You want to hear fun? By, by circumventing the salary cap. You want to hear a fun fact breach? Yes. Sort of related to this. So you may have heard that I went to college with Mike Tomlin and Sean McDermott. I do you know who else I went to college with and actually was a fraternity brother of? Um, the Saints guy. Who's the Saints guy? <laughs> the guy you hate talking about. Oh, no, not him. Uh, <laughs> that's true, <laughs> but not him. Now I was a fraternity brother of him. Uh, Todd Bowley. Does that oh. name him? Uh, no. He I owns, should know it. Though. He owns the Dodgers, the Lakers. Oh the- yeah, the billionaire. He, he just, just bought, bought Chelsea. Chelsea. Just yeah, bought yeah, Chelsea. yeah. Um, yeah, I haven't talked to him since I left college, and uh, it's funny that every- he looks exactly the same, and he's uh, apparently really good at his job. Does that- he know uh, you? Like, would he recognize you if you met him? Uh, probably if you not. Introduce- if you introduced yourself and explained how you knew each other, would he? Oh yeah, yeah. No, yeah, absolutely. I mean, I saw him every day for three years. Um, so if yeah. I ever run into him, I'm like, hey, you went to college with my buddy Ryan Wilson. Do I have an in? Is that an in for me? It's not an in for me, so it probably would not be an in for you. Oh, that's too um, bad. I had buddies that worked for him early on, like, you know, once they all got out of school, and he was just sort of like everyone else. 
And um, it's funny to hear them talk about it now because they say when like the 20 something boiler room upstarts see them, they treat them like they just saw um, the Dalai Lama or something, which is sort of hysterical. But uh, yeah, so once again, I'm the least successful person uh, to come out of that school. I mean, that's sad. Sad and true. So, yeah, good question, you said, Dominic. You said, it was a, you said it was a fun fact, and in reality, it was just a sad story. Well, it's fun if you want to see my... It's fun if you're Todd Bowley. <laughs> yeah. I, it made me think of that because you said $18 billion. I'm not sure how much Todd Bowley's worth. You think he's worth more or less than... He's worth Bowley? less. I know that. Oh, he is? Okay. He's worth under $10 billion. I remember reading a story that now that he bought Chelsea, he's probably going to have to take, take himself out of the running to buy the Broncos. Who's in the running for that, too? Yeah. Sweet mercy. Uh, that's something. What are, what are we in the running to buy? We are in the running to buy a bag of Funyuns. <laughs> this is all we can afford. <laughs> Funyuns are fun, though. All right, here we go. Question from David.S underscore S via Apple Podcasts. Fantastic podcast. Listen, to every, listen every day to get the best NFL insight. If there was no rookie scale contracts in place, how big of a contract would Trevor Lawrence have gotten last year? It's the number one overall pick. And what would Trevon Walker's contract look like without a rookie scale in place? Well, I mean, we don't have to go back too far to see what these guys got paid um, before there was a rookie wage scale. Yeah. Um, I actually did the research already, Wilson. Because I was looking at it real quick. I knew you would come unprepared like usual. That's right. I knew if you were going to play the Brinson role to a T, you need to come unprepared. Um, done and done. <laughs> so the last person to sign under without the rookie wage scale, Sam that Bradford. Was, oh, it wasn't Cam Newton? No, Newton was the first person to get the slotted contract. So 2010, uh, Sam Bradford was first. 2010? That's right, right? 2010. First Sam Bradford one. signed a six-year, $78 million contract. That included $50 million guaranteed. That is an average annual value of $13 million per year. The year before, in 2009, Matt Stafford, number one overall pick, six years, $72 million, $41.7 million guaranteed. And that's an average of $12 million guaranteed. More importantly, both contracts ranked between top five, or no, fifth and ninth in overall value. Because just because you're number one pick, you're not going to be the top paid quarterback. So right. if you go by that, that Trevor Lawrence's contract would have instantly made him uh, between the fifth and ninth highest paid quarterback by average annual value. That means he would have signed a rookie contract for about $40 million. So, I, but I, I would say more realistically, his contract probably would have been like five years, 35 million a year, which would be five years, 175. And instead he got four years, 37.4 or four years, 36.8. And if you get fifth year option, we'll bump that up probably 35 million. So his contract will end up being five years, 70 million. If there was no slotted contracts, he probably gotten five years, 175 million. So he lost out on hundred million dollars. You really think it would have been 175. I'm just going by where they slotted. So these, guys were, it, these guys were getting top 10 deals when they signed. That's right. He would have ranked um, eighth. Tied for eighth with Russ Wilson at $35 million a year. Instead, Trevor is 14th He's at $9.1 million a year. What about Trevon Walker? Because the deals changed based on the position. 
Yeah, that one's a little more interesting. It would have been uh, substantially less, I would guess, than the, the 5175. Yeah. Oh, well, I mean, he would have been paid at the rate of his position. And if you even just put him at you put him at 10th on uh for a pass rusher. That's 16.5. Right. Tied with Bud Dupree. So that would be So you're looking at 90 82 and a half million over 5 years. Godly. Almost. And instead he got he'll probably end up getting about 50 55 million after if he gets the fifth year option exercise. So 5 years. So he's losing on probably about 30 million dollars because of the slot. The quarterbacks yeah. lose out in the most though. And more than half of what Trevor Lawrence would have gotten the year before. Right. Or, there, or thereabouts. It is uh, crazy though. The other thing is and you know we don't have to worry about this anymore, thank God, but these guys would hold out forever. So that would be another storyline you have to write every other day even though nothing changed. So uh, that alleviates that at the cost of 10 to 20 to 50 to 80 million dollars as you just sort of pointed Hold out. What else would happen all the time? Yeah, even the end of, like there was one year, what year was Bob Sanders? I think Bob Sanders was drafted in the second round in 2004. He was the last player to sign. I could be misre- misremembering, but I feel like he was one of the last players to sign, if not the last player to sign as a second round pick. Um so now I mean everything's rookie weight scale that we just talked about. So you, you could hold out, but you're sort of just wasting time and and uh you know, practice and all that other stuff. All right. All right. Onward and upward from what's S. What did you say? Said so what's next? Oh, S. Bus thirteen oh nine from Australia. Ooh. Good day, Mike. Good day. <laughs> Breaches English in we're, Australia. We're gonna be mocked for the rest of our lives for that. Uh, that was already the case. How does the league feel about Deshaun Watson's contract? Speaking of contracts breach, if the Browns are doing poorly, is the league likely to extend their investigation for the entire season? and suspend him in 2023 to eat more of his contract money out of spite. Uh, what does that mean? Do you understand that part of the question? Um, I think they're saying that, look, remember he rejiggled his contract, he restructured it, or he set it up so that he would only lose uh, like $140,000 a week. Oh, I, I forgot about the part. Okay, my bad, S-Bus 13. I if, see what if you're he, saying. If he gets suspended in 2022, but if the suspension gets pushed to 2023, then he's going to be losing uh, right. millions per game. Per but game. the Browns could renegotiate his deal probably to account for that. If they, if they That could be a game of cat and mouse, right? Right, but Deshaun Watson would have to – Watson's camp would have to know when the suspension's coming. So, like, when do you renegotiate? Do you do it after week two starts because you assume the suspension's not coming <laughs> down this year? Like, it would absolutely turn to a game of cat and mouse. Oh, that's funny. Okay, Except my bad. the league would always have the upper hand. Like, oh, you restructured 2023? Maybe we'll push it to 2024. Yeah, I sorry, I miss I, I forgot about that part. So yeah, S bus thirteen nine. Good question. And he goes on to say, conversely, if the Browns are looking like Super Bowl hopefuls during the season, will the league conclude their investigation and suspend him for the entire for the end of the season to save face? Uh, like it's not a good look having someone in his legal predicament to win the Super Bowl. Um, yeah, that's that's something I hadn't thought about. So right, he's only uh, his contract's only for a million dollars this year. Andrew Barry had to. <laughs> To go in front of the media and try to explain that away. I don't know how you how you do that with a straight face. I don't know if Andrew Barry was was making faces or not when he when he answered that question. Um, but I don't know. Like I don't know. Well, we don't know what's going to happen. Like well, there has been no suspension yet, and the league is in no hurry to suspend him. They can wait until September fifth or sixth or whatever the day before the season starts and suspend him for however long they want to. 
I don't know if there's any conversation between the league and the Browns about how this is going to go down in terms of how the Browns prepare for the season. And maybe that's not the league's problem because they, they decided to trade for Deshaun Watson. So they have to deal with the sort of the, the ancillary fallout. What's your prediction on how long he gets suspended breach? Uh, I mean, I won't be surprised if it's eight games. I, I mean, the thing about the whole Trevor Bauer thing with MLB and him getting hit with such a hard suspension really puts the NFL in an awkward spot because you, this is not a situation where you want to be viewed as too soft. Um, that's what happened with the Ray Rice thing, which was, almost, I don't know, maybe 10 years ago now. There there was a, a relatively lenient punishment. punishment. It may have only been a couple games, and the video came out, and then the league had to try to rewrite history, and they, you know, tried to make up for it. But, right. I, yeah, so, I mean, I feel like it will be eight games. I mean, it's just it's just so tough to say. But I think the Super Bowl part, of this question is even more interesting because if the Browns make it to the playoffs and he hasn't been suspended yet and the league investigation isn't over yet and they inch close to the Super Bowl, there's going to be an outcry uh, because he's going to be in the spotlight every week. Oh, guess what the two weeks talking points are going to be for two straight weeks leading up to the Super Bowl. That's when, it. Yeah, Literally, that's, that's it. Is that's Deshaun Watson and his 22 civil lawsuits. And I do think that that is why the Browns only got two primetime games this year because it was the NFL's way of kind of tiptoeing around the situation so that you're not putting Deshaun Watson in the spotlight. If you have him on Sunday night games, that's all anyone's going to talk about in the lead up to the game. It kind of overshadows everything else. And so uh, that part of it makes you feel like the, the NFL would have to announce a suspension. There's no way they're going to linger into 2023. There's absolutely no way if the Browns are going to the Super Bowl, they're going to suspend Deshaun Watson on February 1st. Is that what you're saying? No, 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 no. I'm not saying that. I'm saying because of the possibility they could go to the Super Bowl, the, oh, okay. the suspension has to be announced before the 2022 season starts because if it's not, people are going to be raising their arms in February saying, uh, is he being suspended or what? You're going to let this guy who has 22 civil lawsuits hanging over his head play in the Super Bowl? That's all they're going to hear. Let they have ask, to get a punishment out before this. Let me ask starts. you this. You can have a nine-game suspension to start the season for the first nine games, or you can have Deshaun suspended for the first three games and the final three games of the regular season. What do you do if you're the Browns? Uh, so it's a six-game suspension, but it's the first three and final three? Or nine to start. Uh do the first three and final three i'm taking whatever's the fewest amount of games even though it could be crunch time at the end but you're thinking if deshaun's on the field for three more games that you have a much better chance of winning what about this games. first nine games or final six games my god brinson <laughs> that sounds like a brinson question that's what's happened right now um i will say whatever the six is I want really the six. yeah so you have 11 games you have to go so if there's this well, if, they're suspended, if he's suspended the final six games, that means he's on the field. Look at their first three. They got the Panthers, the Jets, the Steelers, and Falcons. That's That could be 4-0 with Deshaun Watson on the field. So they have to go 9-2 and two or 10-1, and one, right? You can't go 8-3. and three. I mean, that assumes they lose every single game. I feel like they could win at least one or two games without Watson. Is Jacoby Brissett? I don't know. I don't know. Those final six games they play, there's a, the Texans are in there. The Commanders are in there. The Saints. All right. The Steelers? The Steelers good, Wilson? You tell me. We'll find out week one when they whoop up uh on, on, who? They're not whooping up 
Anyway. Who's the backup quarterback in Cincinnati? Because Joe Burrow's going to get benched in the first quarter, I have a feeling. Joe Burrow's not getting benched in the first quarter. I think it's still Brandon Allen. But I don't even think about it because Joe Burrow's <laughs> going to be on the field. All, the all time. right. Final question from whatever 69 from Germany. I just read Prisco's draft grades. It feels like he is the old man who shouldn't have a license but has one. <laughs> shouldn't someone take these responsibilities away from him? I know you love to hate on him. Love the pod. Hey, Breach, I'm with you on punters and kickers are people too. And important. Greetings from Germany. Keep up the entertaining work. Yeah, it makes sense if you're from Germany that you would like kickers and punters because, you know, soccer obviously is a big part uh, of um, your European sports experience. And I, I get that. I think we need to uh, forward this email to some higher ups, let them know that I'm huge in Germany and that maybe I need to be sent to Munich to cover the uh, Buccaneers Seahawks game in week 13. Are there any? I feel like I can name more German field players than I can kickers or punters or long snappers or holders. I'll even include long snappers. Do you know any German kickers or punters? The German play? kickers in the NFL? Punters? Yeah, ever. I don't know. I don't think so. Because <laughs> uh, Bjorn Warner, I believe, was German. And he was drafted uh, as an edge rusher by the uh, Colts out of. Florida State. Let me double check. German-born, former American football defensive end. Yeah, got that one right. Cool. Um, Bernard Raymond, who was just drafted, is from Austria, so he's not German, but I bet he speaks German. Um. So yeah, Prisco's draft grades. So Wait, there is one kicker from Germany, born in Germany. Currently, give me give me the team. I bet I still can't name him. Uh, you can't because he's not even there. Start. He just got signed this year to compete with Packers. It's the Packers. Oh, gosh. Well, he has a 50-50 chance of winning. I don't even know what his name is. What's his name? Dominic Eberly. Eberly. Where did he go to school? Or he's, is uh, he... he went to school in the Mountain West Conference. <laughs> the whole conference is where he went yeah, to school. Utah State. <laughs> Utah State. Um, as for Prisco's draft grades, so Prisco does – I think this year Chris Trapazzo did all the draft grades on the um, on the draft tracker, but I think Prisco's grades are the ones that showed up when we did the the videos um, for when we we're live from from Vegas. So I'd be interested, whatever sixty nine, into which ones in particular you had you had concerns with, uh, because you are not alone. People like to give Prisco the business for for all sorts of things, draft grades among them. Um, yeah, and I'm sure he would react by probably blocking you on Twitter and saying see you. Or uh, telling you to get off his lawn. Or telling you to get off his lawn. I see that. That man does not like people on his lawn. No, he does not. I see Brinson's on Twitter uh, while he's not working, sending out stupid tweets. So that's that. So that he has time to tweet, but not time to jump on this podcast. That checks out. The one does with he knows that on Twitter it. and the podcast are both connected to the internet. And then if you can tweet, you can be on a podcast. He has an incredible knack for doing things that um, <laughs> lessen his visibility. That this podcast literally has his name on it, and he would instead decide to uh, be on Twitter. Uh, one final question before we go, Breach. I saw today that there's a hiccup in Elon Musk's plans to take over Twitter. What are, what are the chances that on January 1st, 2023, Elon Musk is running Twitter? Uh, I'll say 40% chance. I'm going to go. Under fifty, you think he like just realized I'm? Uh, it's stupid to waste forty four billion dollars on something as dumb as Twitter. <laughs> well, the thing is, is that he had used 
I thought the whole thing was a joke when he first did it. <laughs> it sounds like a joke. Um, because he did it. I think he did it right around April twentieth, and he had previously. <laughs> the guy loves making four twenty jokes on Twitter, and he offered fifty four twenty uh, as part of that was the share price he was willing to pay to buy the company, the price per share, and so uh, it just had weird, eccentric, crazy thing Elon Musk would do to get a rise out of people. And, you know, here we are now. It seemed like it was happening, and now he took a step back. So 40%. I think that, that feels about right. I'll give you 40%. I just think it's it ultimately he'll be. Oh, yeah, here it is. Last time he did something like this, August 2018, he tweeted out that he was considering taking Tesla private at $420 per share. He got in trouble and for that too, I think, right? He did get in trouble with that. Uh, by the SEC after they investigated. So little things like that. It's just he just says whatever he wants on Twitter, and he he likes to make pot jokes. And uh, you know the the fact the share price had four twenty in it was just a little too coincidental. All right, one last question: Would you rather get the the sum total of whatever Elon Musk was fined by the SEC, guaranteed, and it was in the millions? I'm pretty sure, or Guarantee that the Bengals win a Super Bowl in the next five years. Wait, so would I would I rather have would I rather be a millionaire or be guaranteed the Bengals win a Super Bowl? Right. If I if I take the millions, does that mean the Bengals cannot win a Super Bowl? They still could win. They're oh. just not guaranteed. One. So must paid a twenty million dollar fine. Okay, I'm taking the money. <laughs> and it doesn't disqual- doesn't disqualify the Bengals from winning the Super Bowl, but you're guaranteed in the next five years that they absolutely will win one. If you just say no, I'll turn. What it if? What if every million dollars I don't take, it gives the Bengals a five percent no, chance? All or nothing. Greater. Oh, all I'm taking the money. I'm taking yeah. the money. There's no question. I mean, you could actually buy a stake in the Bengals and and have some say in personnel <laughs> decisions with that twenty million. Uh, I could go sit front row at every Super Bowl for the next five years in a Bengals uniform <laughs> and, <laughs> and, and, and pretend like the Bengals are in the Super Bowl and watch Super Bowl Fifty Six on my phone. And people will be like, what is that guy doing? <laughs> oh, that's John Breach. He made $20 million uh, by uh, taking the SEC fine as opposed to guaranteeing the Bengals win the Super Bowl next year. <laughs> that guy's smarter than he looks. I'll give you that. All right, that's it. Mailbag in the books on uh, Breach's favorite day of the year, Friday the 13th. We'll be back next week. I'm assuming Brenton will be back. We'll find out if he, if he returns from Nashville where uh, hopefully Titans fans do not stone him in the streets. And uh, until then, have a good weekend, everybody. Hello everyone, it's Michael Richards here. You might have seen me on CBS working on their Champions League coverage over the last couple of years. I wanted to tell you about an exciting new podcast that I've been working on. It's called The Rest is Football. It's me, alongside Gary Lineker and Alan Shearer, two absolute legends of the game. The show combines topical debate from the world of soccer along with outrageous tales from our careers. And I mean, outrageous. Just search... The rest is football wherever you get your podcasts. All the best from Big Meats.